0: hey i'm
1: aeon and i'm the lioness and you're listening to box number 512 podcast
0: grown black trans woman talk changing your world one conversation at a time
1: the show begins now Hey y'all, welcome to episode 20 of Box Number 512 Podcast, wrong Black Trans Woman Talk. I yeah. am. And it is the lioness in the building. Oh uh, girl, let's start with updates. What's going on with you, sis Girl, living, loving, laughing
0: at it all, honey. Um, this earlier this week I had a, you know. It's been, it's been, you know, a week of a busy week. Busy is good. Um, I don't have no complaints. You know, just make, making moves, making things happen. Um, I, what, what, I guess no news is good news, girl. What about you?
1: Um, so I'm in the final stages of moving, which is stressful as hell. I just came back from DC this morning so I was able to see my place and get my keys. I really, really, really like my new place. I'm looking forward to decorating Aww. and all of that dress and getting my home So together. what do you
0: like about your place? What's your most favorite feature about your interior of your apartment?
1: The bathroom.
0: Oh, the bathroom is tea, bitch.
1: Well, it's not even that it's tea, it's just big. Because like the, my bathroom now, it's so damn small that every time I turn around, I'm touching something. I'm bumping into something. So I just right.
0: So you was able to get a nicer place. Is that just a? Is that was that just a, a function of being in Chicago and being downtown and like D.C. just a little more affordable? Is that what it is?
1: No, because I I just think that this particular apartment building purposely made the bathroom small like this. Because I've been to other apartments. Yeah, I've been to other people's apartments here in D.C. And they have, like, more spacious uh, bathrooms. So it's just... If you've ever been to my apartment here, you would know um, that my bathroom is really tight. And don't put your... Don't um, back up too much in the wintertime because your booty will touch the radiator and my radiators get hot as fuck.
0: Oh, come on, Chicago radiator, bitch.
1: So... um. But this new place, I love it. There are no radiators at this place, all central ha- air, all central heat, and the electricity is an included utility, which I'm very excited about. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. It's out, it's, it's out, a little bit out from the city, but it's not too far out. I'm still on side of the Beltway. But you know, as you grow older as a, a woman, you have to, sometimes you have to be away from the nonsense. And if you're entertaining gentlemen, you want you want them to work a little bit to get to your place. You don't want them to have easy access to your place. Ain't that it? Ain't that it? I would as never. a single woman I, out here. Yeah, were,
0: as a single woman, I remember being very particular about what apartment, what floor, what what it faced, what was the parking lot. Could I see it? Cause, bitch, it mattered to me that you could not just walk the fuck up on me, bitch.
1: Right yeah you have to you have to even though I'm near a bus route you have to be, have means to get to my side of town period so yeah. i'm just I'm just happy that um everything worked out. I'm happy I have my keys, so when I get there, I just put my little magna key on the door and unlock it and um just start my new journey but um this process is stressful. Um, the quarantine has affected a lot of things, including the moving industry. I've had the size of my truck change last minute. So it's just been hard. So once this is done, I'm probably gonna be sleeping intensely trying to regain my energy. But all in all, I'm just happy to have a place to lay my head down. So that's, that's it for the update. So y'all, we have so many topics for y'all today. So I think we're gonna start here. Um, First, we definitely want to lift up Lady Red Couture. Um, She is a trans woman who is also a drag queen and like a drag staple in the Southern California area, particularly LA. How I came to know of Lady Red Couture, um, one, she was was a character in the film um, Leave It on the Floor that used to be on Netflix and also she is the co-host of hey the hey queen talk show on youtube um with johnny mcgovern um i love that show the show kind of serves as like a companion to rupaul's drag race and y'all know how much we love rupaul's drag race but it really gives a platform for the Ru girls to come on there and tell their stories and um talk about their relationships with the other girls and Lady Red was a big part of um, that show. When she died, um, suddenly it was unexpected. And just seeing the outpouring of support from everybody in the community, from all the queens, not just the black queens, the black queens, the white queens, the Latinx queens, like everybody knew who that lady was and you could tell that it's a big loss. So I definitely wanted to lift her up on this platform. Um, Also, we definitely want to lift up the, the trans women who were taken from us, Cushay Hardy um, of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Tiffany Harris of the Bronx, New York. And also it was a third person, a trans man actually, um, Brian Powers, who was um, murdered. So we definitely want to lift them up and um, lift their name up. We hope that they're Um, murderers are found and that that our trans family gets justice because that's what we need during these times. And we just want to acknowledge them in this space before we start today's show.
0: Yes, and I wanna just take a moment here to just say to those of us that are listening, if you are tired, if you have fatigue, if it bothers you to hear us constantly talking about death. Oh, I, I hope you can only. I hope you can empathize, or maybe if you could step outside of your body for a minute and try to imagine what it is like to be naming people that were living, breathing human beings one minute and who are gone, simply because we live in a world where people are not allowed to live unencumbered and free when we claim that that's a a principle that we all hold dear and that we want every human to have. We say it's an inalienable inalienable right. But what I want to say in this moment is we need to do better as a people about empathy. And in no way do we take joy or delight in listing these names week after week, day after day. It always affects me. It always affects Bree. It always affects us as Black trans women because as the lioness of Aeon, we're on here on this platform trying to speak light into the darkness. And while we're doing it, it seems like the darkness is picking us off as a people one by one. And that affects our mental health and it affects the way we see things. So when we have these moments of joy, we try to operate in gratitude and we try to be grateful. But I want you, I want to take this moment to just drill home to our listeners that the reason why we do what we do is because we live in a world where people like us are not seen as humans. We're not treated the same way as even black people in our community. It is often our own that is oppressing us. So we hope that by having this platform and by being box number 512, we're calling attention to the history, the present, and the future of transness. And we're speaking life and liberty and hope to those trans people that are listening because we know that this is a time that we live in, but we're grateful. And Bree and I just want to just take that moment to just say, thank you guys for listening. But we want you to remember that listen with purpose, listen with intent, listen with compassion, and listen with the ability to see that we're people.
1: Yes. So moving on into our next topic. um, Speaking of the the drag community, let's give congratulations to Shea kool ah! for the All Stars 5. We knew it. We knew this was um, going to be Shea kool time, and it felt really good to see her take the crown, and it also feels good to know that our current reigning All-Stars Champion, our current reigning Drag Race Season 12 Champion, and our current reigning Miss Congeniality are all Black Fabulous Drag Queens. And we all need to take this in, honey, because we don't know if this is going to happen again. So we need to take this and enjoy this and run as far if as... we had changes. an applause button, sis, this is where we would smash it, girl. This right. is
0: so exciting. So, so exciting. So, sis, was now let's 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 just unpack that last episode. So, do you think like um do you think that the time we already know that these were the people that we thought were kind of I remember in our past talk. And I remember us saying that I remember me mentioning Juju. I remember both of us agreeing that Shay was going to win right. and just seeing how this has evolved is amazing, but I want to just take a moment to address that episode in the end where all the girls came back. What do you think about how they how that went down and how they were able to confront the tea? and what do you think about Miss India, honey, and this controversy?
1: Um, Miss India is late because she, she she's late because she really ruined she ruined it for Alexis Mateo. Because she pulled that stunt, that's what sealed Alexis's fate, even on the week that India wasn't there. That's how fierce that was. But and the gag was, she sh- the gag was. In that moment,
0: when she asked India, did you vote for Shay? It was because even if she did ask, now I don't think she even asked, I, I think she asked after the vote and I think that India tried to lie and say she campaigned. But here's the gag, bitch. I put Shay up because I was trying to play politics because we work in the same community and bitch, she was supposed to be my friend.
1: So right. the gag
0: was India as a black, I mean, um, excuse me. Um, 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 what's her name? Um,
1: Alexis.
0: Alexis Mateo. As a, as a, as a, I consider Puerto Rican, I I consider her a black, a black Latin person. And as a woman of color, I feel like she could have embraced her, uh, um, Shay and tried to do the right thing. But instead she was, I mean, I don't think necessarily voting against Shay was the right thing. She was trying to be diplomatic, but I hope she learned a lesson about trusting some of these girls at the end of the day, when it's time people, unfortunately, some white people will revert to type and they will wipe people on your ass. And that was a moment where that was crazy that, bitch, even if I was doing it, bitch, it was to keep you, but then you would use that against me. That is shitty to me. And that just lets me know that that
1: you gotta be careful how you move in these streets, because it's still real. Right, right. Even, even though Alexis kind of made her bed and laid in it and she voted for Shay, and this was like, sis, you had you got that choice led you down this road to where you eventually <laughs> got eliminated. So we have to be accountable for our actions. But was, like Miss India, like really fucked it up for Miss India. Really fucked it up for Alexa. She really did. Or even if Alexa want to leave on that um bar- that barbecue episode, no shade. That she that um pull under her dress fucked her. Eat. No shade. That pull under her dress was not was not the move. But even if she still would have went home, that whole energy about her campaign and that kind of just that was like the nail in the coffin. Oh, definitely, because now you have it, it. It
0: erased the sisterly camaraderie. It's like, oh, bitch, you might be shady, and I'm not even willing to take the chance that you are that bitch. Like, girl, because that's one of those things. It's like, oh. And especially the way India did it, and the way she was like, "I stand in my truth on her way out or whatever."
1: It's, it's like, "Girl, you're a liar. You're a, a liar." Life.
0: And when she got outed, I'm I'm amazed that the girls gave her that grace. I mm. would have read the fuck out of her. I wish it was a girl like um, what was old oh, girl? My Miss Firecracker from the season with um, with Umu oh Onesra. Vixen, huh? The Vixen, bitch. I needed the Vixen in that room, Jesus, because she would not have allowed <laughs> it to go. She wouldn't have allowed it to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been me because I would have taken the nearest pop honey and tossed it at her. Like you, bitch. Like you, you really worked me. But yeah, India, yeah, India. That that was late. But all in all, it was a really great season. I really lived how they brought all of the girls back at the end to give them a the chance to walk on the runway. One I know that, I I that was. I thought that was a good element fires. Yeah, I wish they could have did that for other All-Star season, just so we could just see the girls, like, one last time. Um, yeah, every, like, and then the they all look good. Like, Juju Juju look, Jujubee's final look was everything.
0: Oh, my God. That is going to go down. Rue is going to be using her in promos. Miss Juju is going to have to debut that at a drag con, bitch. That look is going to be, like, one of her signature memorable looks. Like, no shade. God forbid if, when, when, if God forbid, when Juju B inevitably leaves this world, you know that's gonna be one of the pictures in the in the slideshow.
1: Right. No, but it everybody, okay. everybody looked good. Everybody looked um kind, and I'm just I'm just happy that Shay won. I'm happy that it wasn't a tie, um this time. But um this was a this was a really good no Shay like the last two seasons of All Stars have been really good. The competition has been good. The fashions have been on point. They've really set the bar. And I can't wait to go All-Star season six, honey. So congratulations to um, Shea Coulee. So let's go to our next topic. Everybody is talking about the 2020 Emmys. Yesterday, they announced the nominations. And as you all know, polls was snubbed or the the actress the actresses shall i say on polls were snubbed we were all as a community uh waiting for particularly angelica to be nominated for um for particularly for the episode um never knew love like this before where she um was murdered um because it was such a powerful show it was such a groundbreaking moment in television. Like the show was already groundbreaking in itself, but that particular episode, like the performances from everybody in that episode, like everybody showed their ass, but we as a community were really waiting for uh, Angelica to get her just due and to get her flowers. Cause mama did what she needed to do for on that episode. And it was um, such a blow to, See that she didn't even get nominated, or they didn't. And can even I say
0: it, sis? I love that you brought to attention that video of Pray Tell the previous year at that press, at that press. Oh, call,
1: oh At that
0: press, uh, yes, yes, at that press call after the show, and he had his award in his hands, and how flippantly he spoke to somebody that brought up the obvious—that no, none of his castmates were nominated—and they were like, "Is it bittersweet for you that these trans women were not?" Ign- Acknowledged in this way, and he just very much was like you, basically like they're in the room, and we should be grateful for that. Team,
1: mm.
0: and I just was so disappointed in that because he was like, and then we'll have a season two, and then next year they'll get theirs, and that is exactly and here we, what here we are. Next every part year. of the movement says every we, part of the
1: movement. Here we are next year, literally, and what?
0: Yes, and every part of the movement we have always had. Men, 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 white cis men and black gay men, uh, white cis men, white gay men and black gay men, men telling other people, I'll get mine and you'll get yours afterwards. Gay marriage was very much that. The way marriage equality... The, the way they the way that was the way they marketed that for a certain demographic and they missed the issues of the of the of the people that were at well, you know, of the minorities and, and trans people because gay marriage wasn't the wasn't the biggest thing that we were dealing with back then, but that wasn't something that they were willing to hear. I remember the fight that my trans mothers had to get trans to get gay men to listen to them so that we could be included in equality bills and things. And them and them having to go lobby and things. So I, I just it's amazing because it just was just another example of a Black man, a man still, not realizing that his position gives him a privilege, and all he had to do is call attention to this dismissal, and maybe those people would have felt compelled to offer or extend something because sub, because someone that they have given so much grace to that they let him sing and do all kind of little extra shit at shows maybe if this person were to have said something maybe these women could have gotten nominated because they would know that the community is concerned about that but it's just amazing how people will step into a light call themselves a possibility model and then shit on the people that that helped get them there because that show is nothing without the trans women
1: really it's not and even these nominations like It's some other good things going on on television, particularly, you know, this is not for Watchmen, which was a fabulous show. This is not for Insecure, which is amazing. But as far as like the non-people of color stuff, it's not nothing that we haven't already seen before. It's not groundbreaking, it's not shifting the culture pose as a show and you can say whatever you want about some some of the people's acting performances opinions are varied but as a whole nobody is making television like this and this was from the the people involved on the screen to the actual trans folks in the writing room to the trans folks directing and everybody that's helping to make the machine move right nobody You, people knew about this episode when they came out and you had to have seen it and for it to not get nominated, it's like mistake. what more do we have to, well, I know people are saying, what more do we have to do? But the fact that this is not only indicative of the Emmys, Pose is not being recognized by the NAACP Image Awards, the People's Choice Awards, the BET Awards. It's just like, at this point, they not really fucking with us. They and not- once
0: again, is what we suspected, sis. I, you were one of the people that said that this is a moment, and then their interest is gonna pass. I remember in our very one of my very first episodes talking about Pose, we were talking about how, like, in this moment where everybody's fixated and fascinated to not get caught up in this, like, mystique of the moment and think that everything is just all copacetic. Like, at the end of the day, this show is, is providing opportunity for trans women. Yes. Is it showing us in a positive light for the first time in almost recorded TV history in a lot of ways? Yes. But especially for people that are black and minority and the Latin, Latinas. However, it is really, really problematic in the sense that you can really see how the structure of the society that we live in is gonna is taking these women's stories, is commodifying it. Is making, is getting awards. These people are getting awards off of our backs. They are the producers. Everyone's getting critically acclaimed, except the people that are the heart and the soul of the story. And that is just so horrible to me. And it's just like an example, once again, of how the larger mainstream media will pick a chosen one. And that will be the token. And if you allow them, they will or they will rain upon you all of the accolades and rights and, and privileges there to ascertain with the condition that you keep the rest of them in their place. And I just wish that that wasn't the case, but I feel like that's the that's where it's going.
1: Right. But um yeah, it's it's just it's it it it's transphobic. It's the sexist. Because it's just like, well, we'll fuck with y'all, but we only fuck with the cis people. So, like, you know, Billy Porter is gay, but he's still cis, and at least he's not trans. So we'll just, you know, throw out the... And, And again, this is not to diminish Billy Porter's performance, because Billy does act his ass off. And Billy also carries the show, but he's not the only one and the show is a it, it's a, it's about these black and brown trans women and it's about their narrative and it's about so the fact that they can't even the fact that they can't even be recognized by anybody cuz at this point the only person that is getting nominated for acting at any level is Billy and then he gets to invite the the trans women as his guest so it's just like they're not even get getting access into the room off of their own merits. So what is this really saying about the system as a whole? And I just, before we recorded, I saw somebody put up, oh, um, shout out to Aria Saeed. Um,
0: yes.
1: I saw her put up a status saying how um, this is just indicative of um, the, the oppressive structures in America as a whole um it's just so it's just how we are how we as trans people are constantly especially black trans women we're constantly shut out told we're not good enough um we have to overcome all of these different barriers um we have to be excellent just to get in the room but even then that's not enough and
0: oh no because then you're told to wait your turn
1: right And that, and when I saw the snub and I saw the video that Angelica did, like it reminded me of my time in law school. There were so many things that I wanted to do or I was passionate about or I wanted to be a part of, but because just me being who I am, in addition to me being qualified, shook up the status quo or shook up the system or people were afraid that I was gonna be too political or I was gonna make something too gay. I was excluded from organizations. I was voted out of positions of organizations.
0: And can I just put into the spaces, and it's not because you did anything wrong. It is, and, and, and I want to say that to our listeners, because there are people that will say, well, girl, all the only common denominator is you. And that's exactly what we're saying. The only common denominator is this is amazingly talented, gifted Black woman, who has done the best, to her, the, did the best she could to rank highly in her class, did the best she could to do well on, uh, to do well in her programs, her fellowships, all of the things that she's done to get where she is today, her master's, She's done so many things to get here, but in people's minds, her being trans, just her showing up with her background and her activism, is a revolutionary act that challenges their very existence. It challenges the status quo. And just by being who she is, it to some people, is enough to give pause. And that's the fucked up world that we live in today. It's not always on its face a lot of times. And I'm sorry, sis, I don't want to cut off your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not on its face all the time, the ways, the things that we go through. And I just feel like what you're talking about right now is just a great example of that. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's like you keep, and it's not, like some people say, well, it's not about the award, but we can't act like these awards don't mean things or these positions, like in my case me being on law review or me being the president of like a black organization. We can't act like these things don't mean things and don't mean that we can leverage them in a way that we can be equal just like our sister gender counterparts. But mm. when we're constantly, the, because that's what, that's the point that Aria brought up. Like this is more, this, yeah, this is about the award because when you get the Emmy Award, it allows you to do certain things in your career so if you're not if you don't even have value as a black trans woman that they don't even value you to give you a nomination imagine what the pay is going to be like imagine what is, your, what is your career mobility going to be like like the, these are like the bigger systemic issues that are tied in this little um in the in this little act of them just not nominating um. Angelica and let's
0: talk about that pay thing. Let's talk about how, because when you a lot of times when we are part of these shows, it's already considered like a revolutionary show to people. So the shows don't get very big budgets. A lot of times these shows have to prove themselves to get these to get a certain amount of pay. So then as the show starts getting attention and ratings and more awards, oftentimes the minority people the the black trans characters are told when you first get on oh well sign this contract for now boo but i promise you this is going to do something and later we can renegotiate once we get to a better place in a different place but this is the budget for right now and a lot of us are accepting the minimum a lot of the people that are main cast members on these shows people think that they're rich now and it's not the case at all right and so then Yes, they're doing it for the labor of the craft and the labor of the love and telling the story and believing in the character and the character's arc and all of that because they are creatives and artists. And so giving them all that shine, they are actually sacrificing to do the role. And a lot of times what we know in Hollywood and what Monique you know, was speaking to, which is was very real, where is when you begin to get these alkaline then now there's an expectation when you are being considered for other roles that they have to be more substantial, that they have to have a more, a, a, a more rounded character because now I'm in the award winning. So now the characters that, I'm, that you're going to want to give to me are going to be more deep and more more, more, more rich. And then more, also, more importantly, I will then be able to negotiate a higher than the base average um, pay. And and I don't think that we people realize TV is not something that you get rich on unless you become syndicated. And even then, if you don't get a deal that is commiserate upon your work, you can get screwed. And there are a lot of TV actors and actresses that end up having stuff that's syndicated on TV and they're working at the grocery store. And so let's not like pretend like this isn't also a, a form of oppression, a form of financial oppression, too.
1: Right. So, yeah, we, like, even, even though I want to say that it doesn't matter and we should support each other and, and which we're going to continue to do, like, and like I said in my post, this is our show. This is our community. So the fact that you don't see value in it, that's great because that means y'all can't exploit it and appropriate it any more than y'all have. However. Shout out to Angelica because
0: whether or not you got the award, sis, You shifted the culture, bitch. Bitch, you shook the motherfucking building and you won the most important award is you have won the hearts of the community because you told a story with a certain level of gravitas, grace and beauty that is undeniable. And regardless of what anyone has to say about you, your politics, anything, the story that you told, madam, is going to shift it, like my sister said, the paradigm. It shifted the motherfucking building thank you for your gift and your sharing. And in this moment, regardless of these motherfuckers denying you this little petty ass award, it never was about that. Sis. You are a storyteller and your ministry, your anointing has made room for you. And we're grateful for that.
1: And you're doing legacy work. So this will not be your last. Um, this, this will be the first of many impactful roles or impactful things that you do. Um, and so, like, you know
0: how usually you say that, sis, and it'd be like a little platitude with her? It's not. Like, you know she gonna work, bitch. Because that right. gives us something serious.
1: Right. But um, sis folks, folks. folks, because it's not one us trans folks. Sis folks, because it's only y'all ultimately to dismantle the sister. Y'all see what's going on. Y'all know what's going on, but you continue to bury your head in the sand and you continue to act like you don't know what's going on y'all need to advocate for us harder to get in these rooms so we can because all, at the end of the day it's linked not only to the recognition but as we begin to see more and more trans actors and actresses get out there they need to be paid they need to be valued they need to be taken seriously and all of these things are connected so give us our things NAACP awards BET awards until y'all get it together, it's always going to be shaped. It's always going to be shaped. It's we all of the cis folks, the black, the white, the Latinx, like y'all have got to do better and stop, stop, stop acting like you don't see us. Y'all see us. Y'all see us. Y'all feel us. Y'all hear us. But stop, de- stop denying it. And black, um, cis gay people, gay men, um, y'all gonna have to shake the table up for us. Because too many of y'all are in community for us, but they're using the people in power are using this as a tactic to divide us by giving y'all the scraps. Because don't dig yourself in the hole, um, Billy Porter. And this is not to read Billy Porter, but much much more of a cautionary tale. Don't think you're getting your life by getting this award, and then you're always going to be pigeonholed into the tale type of character for any other jobs that you get. Cause that, that can happen, that can happen too. So we need, we need you to lose the little bit of privilege you have and the little bit of access you have. So you won't be putting out video clips like you did last year saying that we'll get ours and we didn't get it. Shout out to Xavier Coleman um okay. shout out to xavier coleman and his partner in the birth of their new child um we're starting congratulations
0: to see in, that's so beautiful when did the when did the new when did the new the new life come to the world
1: um last week and i believe her name is journey oh journey that's so and, beautiful and now we're at a moment where we're starting to see a lot of um trans masculine folks um give birth and um, have children, and share their families with the world. Um, so, um, I know last week there was a special on TLC about mouths and pressures and documenting the journey of them becoming parents and mouths carrying the, um, the child. And now, now a lot of more trans masculine folks feel comfortable um, sharing these stories with the world. And um, Xavier shared his story with the world as well. But unfortunately, some um, somebody, Angela Stanton, or she goes by Angela Stanton King now, took pictures um, from Xavier's page, pictures of um, him being pregnant and showing off his belly, and oh pictures of him um, holding his daughter um, after he delivered her, took pictures um, and put them on her page and basically incited a whole bunch of transphobic hate against Xavier to the point that he's re- been receiving, um, he's been received experiencing harassment, been enduring cyberbullying, and he's now he's had to um, raise money to get a lawyer um, as a means to fight these attacks because now it's starting to uh, impact his personal life and impacts um, his you're safety. Saying that this was a
0: cis woman that did that.
1: Yeah, so this is Angela Stanton. She's actually in your neck of the woods, sis. This is the same lady that uh, allegedly was working with Phaedra to do um, fraudulent things. And she was eventually arrested and incarcerated. Did you know
0: I'm Googling her because I really need to see the face of this bitch.
1: Yeah, she, was, gonna, uh, she, really yeah, she was. i was.
0: going to see what was, what's her name?
1: Angela Stanton.
0: Stanton King?
1: Yes, sorry, that lady. So yeah, she was she was arrested and went to prison, and she was a felon. And she once she once she was released, she wrote a book about Phaedra, the real lives of a housewife, or some stuff like that. So she's been known. I know I've seen her before. Yeah, she's been known in that context. So she looks like the lady from Players Club
0: for those of you who are trying to get a, like a facial reference for her.
1: Who tricks?:
0: She does look like the lady with the blonde hair. Mm-hmm.
1: No, she looks like tricks anyway. Um, Which one is true? That was in Dale Givens character.
0: Oh, bitch! you, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but um, recently she's been getting a lot of attention because uh, Trump pardoned her, um, Trump pardoned her conviction, and now she's very much Trump supporter, radical right winger. Um, she regularly posts about how LGBTQ people are pedophiles, even though she has a gay son. Um Jesus, she, posts Jesus, how, Jesus. Yeah, she posts how she posts how we are pedophiles Ooh. and um it's confu- we are confused and Trump is the the has been the best president for black America and um so when she took Xavier's picture um a lot of her and she she posted him on her page multiple times and a lot of the commentary circles around like, um how you want how you want to be a uh, man and you giving birth and men can't give birth and um this is this is an insult to women um men running around wanting to be women like just being transphobic and nasty and purposely uh misconstruing um the conversation in order to radicalize her base and supporters to the point where they've actually gone out and attacked Uh, not attack him physically, but sending him hate mail through social media saying that he shouldn't have his baby and he should be reported and all of these other things. And it's just like come the fuck on. Like, like why? So I just wanted to bring that story up. I don't even have anything um, crafty to say about Angela. Like her life story is a read. Like and it's and now. I understand how Phaedra used you because Trump and his administration are using you now. And that I now. So you're very you're very gullible and you're very uh, opportunist. And and you attack. Um, you choose to attack Xavier. It's nothing but an opportunist move. You just wanted to create traffic on your page. And now she's trying. Apparently, she's running as a Republican to replace uh, John. Um, um, but, uh, what's the name? The name. His last name is escaping me. Um, the civil rights legend, the civil rights icon that just passed, John Lewis. She's running to replace his seat in Congress. That's just it's like, lady.
0: That's just insane to me.
1: Get real. So I I hope that Xavier is able to find the right representation. I hope that he's able to get his story out there, so he can so he can get justice, protect his family, and live in peace. Like nobody should have to endure cyberbullying because you want to because you want to create traffic on your page or you want to gain clout off of the story, um, purposely putting out misinformation. And and how is the how is a trans man is in a gay relationship with a cis man how is that an insult to you as a black cis woman if you would mind the business that pays you you wouldn't even be thinking about them sis um, do you have any thoughts on this topic of course you know i do
0: first of all i want to start by you did a wonderful exegesis on what actually happened in her life to lead her to be such a broken person and you did a great job capitalizing on um, or explaining rather the ways that the, the depth of her brokenness because of her relationship with her own child and, the, and how that she would say some of the things she says while having a child that is of that community. It just speaks to, we talk talked so much on this podcast about the toxins that enter into the Black community. And how, unfortunately, because the Black community has had to rely so heavily on the Black woman, the Black woman herself now has had to ingest toxin and try to make it palatable for her children and her generation. And because of that, we've all ingested this little bit of poison that says, that anything that is not what the white man says is okay is not right. And it's so, it, it's unpacked through so many different ways, but we talked about unpacking Big Mama's story and really, really unpacking the ways in which our mothers have been so much the victims of oppression. It's so demonized and vilified and told that they're unattractive. That it has caused the bitterness to take root sometimes, also. And what I'm seeing in this Angela Stanton person is someone that is dealing with a bitterness, not just a brokenness, but also a bitterness because there is venom in her towards people that did not do anything to her, that have not in any way tried to hurt her, but because she is bitter. About the way her life took, her life went. And she's bitter at the fact that God gave her the miracle of a child that is not, not just gonna fit in. She now has decided to take that vitriol and that pain and that feeling of inadequacy because her ass wasn't there to raise him, no way. Ooh. See, bitch, see, that's how I go down because she wasn't at a racist ass, no way. So that bitterness, that shame, that insecurity (laughs) is why she has to attack people that she thinks are vulnerable and at the bottom of the food chain. It's why she thinks that what makes her exceptional is that white people now, because she's trashing her own, her own feet. Now, this is a woman that has proven so much that she's so loyal to the establishment that she would, she would bastardize her own seed and throw them into the wind. She would call her own seed an abomination for the opportunity to have a platform. And I just want to say, Black women, that's what we mean when we say you owe us something. Because she brought that child into the world and whether or not she chooses to support or or whatever she is in she is she was given the charge to make sure that she is not at least damaging the miracle god gave her by spewing hatred into the world that will poison the world that the child was brought into because i do believe that it is a fundamental responsibility as a parent as someone that is given the gift to bring life into the world to not only honor people that are different than you, but to respect your own child enough not to call them to curse their life. Now, this woman sees that someone else has the opportunity to bring life into the world. She sees the opportunity and the happiness and the joy in a group of people that she thinks she's supposed to be better than because I have a motherfucking pussy and I'm a woman. And here come this man and he say he a man, and here he come having this child, and now he has an opportunity to have a great life when I ruined my own. By trying to be a coon, by trying to be a part of the minstrel show that mocks and is denigrating and trashing black people. You didn't see what happened to Omarosa, darling? You will have no better of a fate, Angela Stanton. And I just think that in this moment, in this time, we really, 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 really need to be careful about the people that come it tongued using the words of the Bible, using the words of, of, of what people call their faith to manipulate and become the oppressor. This woman has not in her life nor in her character demonstrated that she has the capacity to judge anyone. Nothing about her gives me that she can read anyone for any reason about anything, including appearances. So for her to take someone's joy, someone's chance to be a parent, someone's chance to bring life into the world, this man's the, the most beautiful gift that you can get, instead of her as a parent because she's bitter and poisoned her own seed, right? She's bitter and it hurts her soul to see these beautiful blacks people doing something that she herself has proven to fail at. And I want the world to know that the way I am reading right now is only because we are sick and motherfucking tired of y'all trying to make it seem like our lives mean nothing because you refuse to agree. Fuck you and your motherfucking opinions and your judgments and your ideas about how we live and what it should be about. If you mind the business that pays you, as my sister and I often say, and as she said earlier, okay? If you mind the motherfucking business that pays you, you will be better. And you won't have to get read by two grown black trans women in the manner that we are today. Because the reality of it is, bitch, you failed, fucked up your own. And you now trying to ruin somebody else's life, but not on our watch. And here today on Box Number 512 Podcast, I want you to know that we will, we will do everything in our power to make sure that people know that you are not the one bitch. Because you've made some very powerful enemies this day.
1: Xavier, we support you. We are here for you. Congratulations on the birth of your daughter. And we hope you get everything you deserve and more from Angela Stan for trying it. Now, what is our next topic? Oh, hey, girl. You just gave me, that just
0: burnt me up. Because you did, because I heard the story and I'm, I'm aware of it on a surface level, but the way you were able to bring that down just now, I just want to give you a moment, bitch, while we on here. Also, before we go into anything else, I want to commandeer for a second. In the previous story that we were discussing, the one about um, the cats, the pose. My sister has an opportunity that has come her way that I am super excited to share with you guys right now about, and I'm going to let her tell a little more about it. But my sister, in case those of you who don't follow us need to know and follow to find out, my sister is an amazing writer. She is gifted with the pen as she is with the word. And I think it's a gift that was only harnessed and strengthened by her legal education, because when I tell you she can unpack something in a way that is, I feel very concise, accurate with the right amount of emotional and ethos and all that good jazz. My sister is an amazing writer and she had a, has an opportunity that she told me about and I want her to tell you about it now, but I just wanted to stop sis, because you, saw, you are so, my sister is so humble, she won't bring it up herself. But I wanna take this moment to say, I'm proud of you sis and tell them what we're talking about.
1: Uh so I got an opportunity to write uh write a little uh, a op-ed about the Emmys and about them snubbing polls. Um so it should be by the time this comes out, it may it may be out. Um it's with ID magazine, um based in the UK. So uh we will see. But yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to Um, really conveyed the emotion of why the snub was so painful and what it really means on a deeper level. Because it's it's more than just a snub and us being in our feelings. It's really about what we have always been talking about, how they don't don't value us as trans people. And as long as the system is set up this way, they will never value us. They will continue to overlook us. And so we have to feel empowered to speak up we have to support our trans celebrities because even though you see them on the tv screen and you think they got this and you think they got that they are still fighting behind the scenes because uh the entertainment industry just like the rest of the world is transphobic and it's bent on keeping us oppressed in every way so we have to any any chance we get to say how we feel and um be real and share our feelings we should take advantage of them so i was honored um shout out to uh, my sister in the uk Kuchenga. i pray i said that right i pray i pronounced that right but thank you for looking out to me and putting me on and that's what we have to do as a community we have to look out for each other and put each other on so uh as soon as a, as soon as it comes out and becomes public, y'all will be the first to know about it. I will definitely be promoting that on our social media pages.
0: Sure, for sure, for sure. And um, thank you again for sharing that, sis. And um, I know she'll put it up. And but yes, y'all, we have an author in the house. We have a writer in the house. We have we have a, a, an, a, an attorney in the house. We have we have a lot of talents here from my sis here. And I'm just happy to be with you, sis and. You know, you know, it's good to be, you know, oftentimes in my life, and I'm sure you know know this as being a brilliant person, we oftentimes are in spaces where people are not able to really celebrate us because they oftentimes don't, re- they don't, re- they're not, they feel like it's something that is, um, uh, that, that is something that's inaccessible because oftentimes we're not around a lot of people who think like how we do. We are brilliant and exceptional people. And that's not to be shady, but it's just to acknowledge like, I as another brilliant person, I am impressed by you, bitch, and I love you.
1: Thank you. So moving on into our next topic, this should be this should be a key. So me and sis was talking yesterday. So, you know, I was in DC yeah, yeah last night. Hey, I'm still a single girl. I still have my fun, but And we had our conversation about killing DL culture, um, episode number nineteen. It's crazy because I, no fail, I always come across these guys who, after they've seen my clear, visible pics, will reach out to me and want to hold whole conversations with me, even try to see me, but they refuse to send their pictures. Girl, and like, will like fight you or try to gaslight you and say, "Oh, you don't have to be mean," or "I don't feel comfortable with sending my pics," and it's just like, like the the full the shenanigans have got to stop. And let me and, say this,
0: sis. And when we remember when we were talking about it, girl, you remember I was saying that um, um my my husband had had a conversation with a guy that he's friends with that's also transamorous and. Um, the guys he's a part of a, a collective and he was just saying how some of the guys even are still at the place where they say they love trans women or they want to be in a relationship but they're like these girls be wanting you to unlock your pictures right away and it's like how can i trust you let me get to know you first and me and sis were just no. like yeah that's the insanity no. of you motherfucking actually thinking that we're getting to know each other and i don't know what the fuck you look like what the fuck? No. but no. yeah but it but it spoke to like this deeper like DL residue that men carry because of the transactional way that they engage with. But yes, it's, go ahead. I just wanted to bring that yeah, up. Yeah,
1: it's just, no, you're not, you're not, it's like, read the room, like, it is not safe for me to talk with people that give that type of energy. Like, trans women are being murdered. And also, it speaks to the imbalance. You Most of the time, especially with me, whatever I'm on, whether I'm on a site, or whether I'm on an app, or whether I have an add-up, I have clear, visible pictures where I look good, so the person who is responding can get like the the full effect of what they're given. So for you to see that, and for you to approach me, because nine times out of 10, or even 10 times out of 10, I don't reach out to men to approach me. I'm being approached constantly. Mm -hmm. So for you to see me, to see me in my fullness, and feel like you have the right to engage with me and don't even have the, the decency to give me a clear visible pic of your face and body, that speaks to the, the imbalance of power between the exactly. and, and like, trans
0: The idea that you wanna that the idea that you want to put some, you want to put something in me or on me. You want to come into my space and have the most intimate of encounters, but you don't think that I am worthy of at least knowing who the fuck in 2020 where we know we getting killed. And that's just also, and particularly for our trans amorous brothers, that also speaks to your disconnect from community and how you really say you love these women. There's no way that you're not getting this. In 2020, where we are being killed and we just started this podcast out by listing three names in the past three days, okay? We started this podcast out by listing these names of our fallen this week. And y'all are going to sit here and really still be nervous and, uh, about unlocking your pictures and so that we can know who you are. And you say you actually like us. If the men that like us feel that way, could you imagine? You know what I mean? Like, could right. you imagine what it's like, for what it would be like to be in a situation where you're saying you want to love me, but you still are ashamed of me enough that it's like a- oh it's not it's
1: not even about for you to even you're ashamed of you yourself. To yourself
0: to the world for you to even show me you like me
1: That's but me. It, yeah but it's 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 you're ashamed of yourself and i always like i'm at the point where i don't internalize it i put it back on them anytime a guy engages me and he gives oh i don't show my facebook oh my I mean, sister's I, legendary for you yeah, i don't He's show my it it on this head. podcast before yeah, I don't show my Facebook. I'm like, so you that deep in the closet? Like, you that repressed? Yeah, she were, you, you that repressed right, about your section? What you say you do, bitch, when they do come over? Huh? Bitch, what
0: you say you do, bitch, when they do come over? What, when they don't look like they pitch? Put... No, 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 no,
1: no. When they give you that DL discreet bullshit. Oh, then... oh, I put them out. I put them out. I don't, like, it's I exactly. just don't, it don't, I don't have time for that. It just don't feel right in my spirit. Like, I I'm a grown ass woman. I don't have time to entertain because all it is for them is a game, and I don't I don't have time for that. And it's a part it's a part of me killing the culture. I don't want no parts of. I don't have time for that. Also, if you're that discreet or you that you have that many rules, y'all niggas need to stop being cheap and pay escorts. And like that's the gag. That let me say this because I think people miss that nugget, and I don't want no men to miss
0: it, baby. We are in no way, we are a sex-positive podcast, boo. We are in no way saying that you have to say you want to love somebody to have sex with us. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that don't play the game. If you don't want to pay for sex, then you got to be wanting to get to know me. Otherwise, like she said, quit being motherfucking cheap and pay for that discretion.
1: Right, but don't, like, that, that doesn't impress me. That doesn't make me oh this straight no then that lets me know that you're in dire need of therapy that you have not gotten yet to address your um sexuality and your trans attraction that's what that tells me and i will i will the only thing i can help is direct you to reputable services so you can um get the help that you need but it's just like certain things shouldn't require certain things should just be basic like and also I would like to put in the conversation niggas who are attractive and Ill- good as shit never have no problem sending me their face pics or never have a problem being visible on these websites when they interact with me. It's I'm ne- i never had a, a fine ass man be like, oh, I don't show my pic. And in fact, the followers, I have to tell them to stop giving me all the pics. It's like, okay, calm down. This is too much. So like. When God, guy, when guys get that, and then you see the picture, it's just like, baby, you might as well reveal these pictures from the gate because it's not, it's it's not worth the the wait or the surprise. But um, that that's my part of how. But I wanted to talk about this because as I was in DC, I was literally dealing with men that were at that were like staunchly refusing to send me a pic but wanting to show up at my hotel room door and scene and it's like no we we not we're not doing that we're not playing that game that's not cute Sis, you need help you need help and if, and if you want to take the time so we can find some providers so we can do that let's do that but you can't you can't come um you can't play with me and I don't know what you look like no man so yeah work the dl man work on working through your issues so you can send people actual pictures it's no everybody has an iphone or an android there's no excuse now exactly
0: exactly and <clears throat> we need to also really help like we talked about it on the dl so like if you want to to if you want to hear more about this topic we really did a thorough analysis on the dl phenomenon how it still affects us how we even we even had for the for the trans women out there, if you want to know how to why you're still attracting D.L. men, we gave some interesting um, nuggets on that. We even gave strategies for men on how to transition from being D.L. and living into a more authentic background. And for the men that are transamorous that think that they are ready for a relationship, we even gave tools to help them change the way that they're behaving. So for for if you really want to get that analysis. Please, please, please like, follow, and subscribe, and tune and in, tune into our last episode, "Killing the DL." All
1: right, but if you continue to play them games with me, I'm hitting the black button and I'm moving on with my life, and I'm I don't look back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number Five Twelve Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Don't forget to go to our Anchor page to become a monthly sponsor. And also,
0: feel free to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms.
1: And also, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast, Every Comment Matters.
0: And lastly, please, please, please follow and tune
1: in for our live interactive Facebook show every Friday on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm the Lioness and I'm Aeon. Bye!